This episode is sponsored by the best company ever. I couldn't speak any higher about it if I tried. I'm so obsessed with this company. I literally eat, sleep, and breathe this company. I love this company. This company, not to mention, is the coolest thing ever. This company is Casey. Study Notes ABA right here with the girl who founded it, Liat. Liat, I hope to see the money in our Behavior Bitches podcast for the sponsorship ad here. Oh, oh, you know it, girl. Um, So what is Study Notes ABA? In case you follow this, you're thinking about getting into the field of applied behavior analysis, becoming a behavior analyst. Study Notes ABA is the most fun, relatable, raw way to learn everything you need to know for the BCBA, um, BCABA exam. And it's taught by yours truly, me and and me. And this cycle, we're so excited. Casey and I are co-teaching. It's going to be so fun. So if you love behavior bitches and you love what you hear over here. you want to join us Monday and Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's right. For 10 weeks with your favorite bitches. Join the collective for November. We will cover the entire task list. And if you like us here, I promise we're a little more X-rated when we're not on a podcast that the entire world can hear. We know the whole world listens, right? I mean, we have 43,000 listeners. So, all right. Anyways. So anyways, with that said, also, if you want to advertise with us, because duh, we're amazing. Like I said, 43,000 listeners say what? Reach out to us. Love you. Holla. It's behavior bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We're back, baby. Episode... 12? 12, yes. I have a good one today. What is it? Well, so I had to reach out to my motivational bestie, um, Nick Mirabello, if you're listening. Um, I had to text him. He's the reason I do this, like the rhyming thing. It's kind of just like this thing that makes you feel good when you get up in the day and you say the date and you're like, woo, yeah. So he, we didn't have one for 12. So we did one, two, what you gonna do? Yeah, right? Like that's 12, one and two. Yeah, okay. or 12. And now I'm building a bookshelf. Shelf. Oh, okay. Great, guys. Welcome to episode 12. Welcome to episode 12. We're getting worse as we go, but thank you for staying <laughs> tuned in. We love that about you. Um, again, always please subscribe to Behavior Bitches on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love you. Subscribe. Please leave us five stars. We eat that shit up. Leave a few words that are kind, like, please, if you have nothing nice to say, don't say it at all, as they say in preschool. And you can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast and Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. And guess what we have now? Patreon! Guys, this podcast, we love bringing it to you. We love the support that we're getting is amazing. The listeners are amazing. But guess what? It costs money to do this and time. And we started this Patreon so that people that love following us can support us for like very, very small amounts of money a month. Um, Go check it out. Behavior Bitches on Patreon. We've posted it in our social media sites. And it will... put it in the show notes, Casey. In the show notes. Yeah, my favorite. And also, it does... I mean, we give you guys things for the different tiers, um, which are, you know, I think they're they're cool. It's like some loving. So... It's kind of, um, it's a new thing for us. We're still trying to work it out, um, but Our we page are is not as legit and beautiful as we would like it to look, but we're getting there. Please work with us, as you guys have up until this point. 
All right. I'm going to read the review today. And I think it's pretty cool because we're going to read one that we got recently from JP Ham Peanut Butter. So I like this guy. All right. He gave us five stars. His title is, or my girlfriend is a BCBA. So it's some constructive criticism, which we actually like that. Part of supervision, baby. We'll take it. So he said, my girlfriend said you're great. So you get five, which thanks for not ruining our score. But you do so much preamble and introduction. 20 minutes into your podcast, you drop your first bit of actual advice on the topic. Do some outlining and write down general material to be discussed. Dude, we outline. (laughs) Make sure you hit the major info points somewhat on schedule. Agree. If you do this, you could launch big. Thank you. Right now, the discombobulation (laughs) is only going to be appealing to those heavily interested in the field of behavior analysis. So, JP Han Peanut Butter. We are going to heed your advice as much as possible. Um, but sometimes we like to ramble because we talk, we want people to be relatable. We want like uh, to be relatable to other people. Know who we are, people. And yes. And by the way, shout out to your wife. She's an amazing BCBA because she got you to engage in the behavior of leaving us five stars, even though you have this feedback. So Super shout out cool. to your wife being a badass BCBA. Go wife. All right, so we're going to keep this really short. What have we been up to? Okay, I got a dog yesterday impulsively. It's another French bulldog. It's a female to be friends with Pavlov. Her name is Cooper. It was. I'm really going through stress with this situation because I plan on getting another boy and naming him Cooper because of the Cooper book, duh. But I had that idea so set in my mind that I was like, I think we're going to try this like unisex name thing, like when you name a girl. Ryan, like Casey's middle name, or like my whole name is a man's name. Casey, it could be. Oh, I guess Casey. Casey it could Ryan. be. So you yeah, said growing up, I name. hated it. So her full name, because I love Frida Kahlo, is Frida Cooper Cochlone. That's we'll go with Ellie Ryan's last name, even though I haven't changed mine. But but we call her Cooper. But her full name's Frida Cooper. Just I came up with Frida, just so you guys know. That you did. Did you feel me. cool about it? I did. I was like, oh, my God, she Wait, liked did you, it. Did you know I love Frida? <laughs> Only because your sister, when we were talking about uh, how she can grow her eyebrows into one big thing, and I was like, that's like Frida Cahol. No, so, but I actually happen to collect Frida stuff. So, I, like, I, I didn't know that. postcards. I have art in my house. I have pillows that have Frida on it. So, like, the fact that you said that was just, like, soul sister. You got – see, guys, this is why we podcast together, because this – Without no, ever I meeting. really am in love with Casey. <laughs> but and if you think I'm in love with Casey, it's like weird. My dad is like in love with her. He listens to every podcast, which like is cool. And he sent me a voice note yesterday being just honestly, he was the sweetest person in the world. He's like, Casey, I, I listen to the podcast, but uh, I like Leah, but I like you better. I'm trying to do his accent. I listen to the podcast, Casey. It's amazing. And of course, <laughs> yeah. I listen to Leah and I like her, but you, my girl, you are special. You have such style and tone when you do it. You speak. You're so real. I mean, it's absolutely amazing, Casey. Also, would you mind sending me some rocks? I heard you have really nice rocks that I could paint. Because I, I live in New Hampshire on the beach. I think it's he was pairing with you place. first. I think he was pairing with you, to be honest. But he was being like a ther- like being like, oh my god, I'm so fun. You're so great. All this positive reinforcement, and now then send me shit. Give me shit. But it's perfect because I live on the beach. The rocks here are incredible for rock painting. And if you join our Patreon, you might just get a special rock sent to you um, with art on it done by Liat. So, yeah. Casey, you said you're going to start painting some too. You told me you ordered Oh, yeah, I am. I love painting rocks. Okay. So many around my house. Peanut butter and jelly is going to be mad at us. So let's stop. Okay. All right. What is today's topic? Yeah. Today's topic is dun, dun, dun. Trends. 
And we're not just talking about trends because we know peanut butter and jelly doesn't like it when we make it too applied behavior analytical. You know what I mean? So we're talking about trends as in what is a trend, Casey? First of all, what is a trend? Let's operationally define this because that's what we do best, baby. Right. So we got to thinking about the behavior behind like why people follow trends, how trends are started um, in our own lives. We're going to talk about stuff like that. Um, we're going to talk about our most embarrassing trends, all that stuff. Um, but before we start talk about that, we've got to define a trend. So operational definition from good old Webster, uh, a general direction in which something is developing or changing. So that is one definition. You could say there's an upward trend in sales. Um, and for the behavior analysts out there listening, think of hashtag ascending, hashtag descending. So if it's ascending, the trend is going up. If it's descending, the trend is going downwards. Or you could also have a stable trend. But you always want this trend to be increasing. Or if you don't really have a trend, it can be variable all over the place, if you know what I mean. Like you're like, why do they like it one day and not the next day? What's happening? Holy shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so there's also there's that kind of trend. There's also a trend that is like a fashion that's, and we could use that in a sentence, the latest trends in modern dance. But there's also a verb, which as millennials, we're going to tell you about, and I'm sure you've heard of it. You could use it such as, you guys remember the Me Too movement, hashtag Me Too? We said the hashtag Me Too movement was trending for a while. That's how trending. you Trending. Hashtag trending, hashtag name of our show. Actually, the name of our show is hashtag, no, it is hashtag trending, right? Yes, it is. That I is don't know correct. if it was hashtag trend or hashtag trending. You got it right. Okay, thanks, Casey. Anyway, so let's keep going. So speaking of trends, Casey, what is yes. your most regretted trend you fell into? O-M-G. <laughs> okay. I actually don't know the answer. I put it on here because we like to be a little bit surprised when we do these things. Otherwise, it's like we're faking like, oh my God, I can't believe your biggest trend was Skechers. Blah. No, I, I actually, when you said, you know, you said, oh, let's ask each other that. I immediately wrote it down. And I'm like, I'm not telling her till we get on. But okay, I have three, but I'm going to just go through them quickly. So the first one that I'm still dealing with, um, it's like the uh, backlash of that trend was overplucking my eyebrows. Oh my God. Seventh uh, grade. I would. <laughs> oh my God. I love that. Tell me you overplucked your eyebrows, like to the point where you had none. But now trendy is thick eyebrows, which like, yeah, girl. I was pissed because then I like lost all my hair and the trend turned and it was like these big natural eyebrows and I had tiny lines and I looked ridiculous. Then I looked back on pictures and to get them to grow back in, I've been doing a lot of work. Um, this is a microblading baby. Yeah, I did microblading. I got the tattoo. Um, so much stuff. Now it's just natural and I try to just. Okay, I'm sorry to go. I have sorry to veer off topic again, peanut butter and jelly, but. Tell us about your tattoo that you were just telling Alan and I about. Alan, by the way, guys, is our producer, if you haven't picked up on that. I was asking right. Casey about her tattoos. Please, this is <laughs> not a trend, and I don't think it ever was a trend, but this is Casey for you. Go, First Casey. First of all, I think tattoos are trendy because – Oh, they are. When I was 18 to 21, I got like eight tattoos because it was a cool thing to do. And not – I mean, t tattoos are beautiful, and they're, I mean, great, but right now – They're not. Yeah. So I have – um an amazing, really special. It's, it means so much to me. Uh, <laughs> tattoo on my ass uh, that says live free or die. That is New Hampshire's state motto. And I'm so in love with New Hampshire. Of course I would put it on my ass. But <laughs> the kicker of the story is that I actually, it was Friday the 13th. And 
in order to get your tattoo for $31, that's a deal, right? Um, you had to have the number 13 in it. So my ass says live free 13 die, not live <laughs> free or die. I might take a picture and post it to Instagram, like a zoom in, not like of my ass, but it's pretty. I want to see your ass. I want to see your ass. <laughs> Do the full ass. Do the full ass. Oh, wait, okay, that's did we amazing. Have, did we even tell people? About that what? It's just, you, it's just you and I today. It's just oh, like, yeah. Ah. We don't have a guest. We miss each other. Casey and I love each other. I want her attention. I'm like, we need to do something back, like just us. Let's hold off on the guest for a second. And, and it's where we started. Episode one, it's kind of all coming back together, guys. To see exactly. if we still like each other. We like had to test this. Exactly. Um, so, okay. okay. So your, bit, your, your worst regret, you just said it, right? What was it? Yeah. Oh, Overplucking your eyebrows. What was the next one? You said three. Quickly was when I would pull my hair back as tight as possible and spray that shit till it was a cement block and put it in a high pony. Um, and also gauchos, those pants that are like, so not flattering. So, and you know what? I thought I was so cool in college wearing them every day. And my boyfriend one day was like, those are the ugliest pants ever. And they make you look terrible. And I was hashtag mortified. And I threw them all out and never wore them again. They literally are the most unflattering pants, huh? Yeah, they are. All right. What's yours, Leah? What is your most embarrassing trend? Okay. So my most embarrassing trend, I, well, let me think. Okay. So those shirts do you remember? I think they were called popcorn shirts. They like oh, shrunk, they shrunk to the size of like a glove. <laughs> yes. And then like, but they're one size fits all. But like they essentially added like a one inch like increase in each part of your body. Like, if that makes <laughs> sense. Like, like, because it added an inch of like to your stomach and an inch to your side because it was like poofy. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'll post yeah. it on Instagram. I was gonna later. say. Post it on the Insta because I, I know what you're talking about, but and they're they're they they literally look like doll size and it then it stretches out to fit your body. Yes. Okay. My second regret, which like regret, you know what I mean, whatever. No is, F's given. Yeah, no F's given. I mean, like I don't really care. It was it was what it is, but another one that you know when Hollister was like so cool. Like you would get the full outfit there. You get the ripped mini skirt that was too short, and then you get in pens like in trouble at school because your, your skirt fingertips wasn't fingertip pass. length. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you're like trying to put your arms up. So you get in trouble for these skirts and like the rips. And then like you'd layer the tank tops, or like you'd layer like Lacoste shirts, like three Lacoste shirts at a time. Like look how rich I am. I could spend seventy dollars three times, but I would like get mine on eBay to be like. And then it, the crocodiles were like fake, so like they had big teeth and stuff on the Lacoste shirts. But stacking those, but like. The Hollister stuff didn't fit me well. Like I was really muscular, but I so badly wanted to fit into the trend that You're I Muay Thai. You were just like too strong. No, I was so muscular. Like I literally like I would wear tank tops and I would look like really built. And like it was for these like, I mean, even their size large is for someone I think who was like a double zero. Um. Yeah, I feel like there's two things that stop me from being super trendy. Um, I was poor AF. Uh, so when. Like there was, you know, I was always behind the trend, um, because we couldn't <laughs> afford that. So I was, I love you, but I thought I was cool. Cause I would make my own clothes. I would like, like rip things and tie things. You're like Shelby Dorsey. Head. That's what she said. She did. Remember? Yeah. And I looked cool. I still, people were like, Oh, you look, your outfit's so cool. And I'm like, oh, goodwill. And, uh, and then I never told them that at that time. Cause I didn't think it was cool. You're now like, I like love but it. Now, but now vintage is cool. Like uh, thrifting yeah. is cool. Oh, wait, last one I just thought of on the spot. Do you remember those headbands that had like a bandana triangle like on the, so it's like you're wearing a headband and it would be like, 
this triangle in the back as if you're wearing like a bandana on your head. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Mary-Kate and Ashley would wear them. Yes. I felt sexy AF with those, just saying. I used to always like wrap little like, uh, I'd go and get cloth from like Michael's, cool colored cloth, and then rip them into hair kind of like ties and make little like ties in my hair. And I would always wrap around my wrist and have these like, well, Hollister, so came, Hollister came with these little like fabric belts, like basically like a sash and you would like t- put it through your yes. skirt to make the full mannequin that they had in the front of the store. And, you know, I like thank my parents so much now in hindsight, because like there was times when my family, like, you know, my dad was like, in, like always he had ADHD like me and he has a very entrepreneurial mindset. So he would like switch jobs and, but like they would make sure that like I could feel cool. Cause I went to like the brattiest school, public school, but like the richest kids ever. I was like, oh, like on the lower end of things. But like, so different trends. Von Dutch hats, those effing trucker hats that were like hideous. Did you know those ones? I don't know those ones. Von Dutch, look it up. Like Ashton Kutcher made them really big. Okay, butterfly clips. Butterfly Dude, clips. I was the queen of butterfly clips. I'm talking. I imagine you being like, oh, I would pull. So I ha- I still have these like wispies in my because I always have dyed my hair since I, my mom and aunt were both hairdressers. So I've probably done. I had a perm when I was in seventh grade. Oh, a perm. What in the f was I thinking? I had orange dyed hair because then I couldn't get my hair blonde the way I wanted it. Right. So it was like orange, and I. I, my mom gave me a perm and I look like I had these curly Q French fries on my head, which my boyfriend of seventh grade, I always reference my boyfriends. Like I've had like long term really, boyfriends. So they really shake of them. You know, I also, I'm like a, I have a, chronic, a serial like, monogamous. Longer, yes. Like long-term relationships. So yeah. So I had a perm um, and it was so <laughs> embarrassing. I have pictures. So my least favorite picture, my middle school counselor, when I was bartending at a restaurant, used to come in and he, one day just like brought in this picture of me from middle school and okay, hung it up for everyone. Number one that like this older man had this picture of you. I'm just saying, but okay. Well, he was still working at the middle school. So it was like surfaced from the yearbooks. It wasn't like he had this picture of me and he's so cool. Um, but it was me wearing a blue the like velvet turtleneck with um, khakis <laughs> with a cheetah belt and like classic limited belt. too. Classic limited too. Doc Martens. And yes, and the perm, uh, the perm was, oh God. I used to like scrunch my hair to be like hard, like ramen noodles. Like yes. you put, you like scrunch <laughs> it so it looks like wet and greasy at all times. Always wet, the wet and then look. And then you had to get the special blow dryer that had this like diffuser on the end to like get it. Kink it was it. terrible. Okay, so just a few more trends. We asked people what trends they remember most. These aren't necessarily our most regretted, but. So butterfly clips, do this all the way back. Bath and Body Works, cucumber melon. Casey and I were laughing about that. Like I have like, what, yeah. See, when I smell that, I have like so many memories that come back to that. Like even whether you like the smell or not, it was cool to get it. So like you would get the cucumber melon smell. Same Uggs. I still love Uggs personally, but I'm always freezing. But they came in hot, juicy tracksuits. I track felt suits. I felt yes. so sexy in juicy tracksuits. And I think I still would like them if they were like in because it's just like such a comfortable. But now I have like basically an equivalent of a juicy tracksuit, except it's from Costco, like matching. And I like love to wear that when I'm home, like a velour thing. Um, so we used to have a back when I was in high school, like suits, like tracksuits were definitely not trending, but there was people that would wear them. And it was so mean. People, bullies are the worst. 
they would yell suit nice suit like whenever anyone would wear one in the foyer of high school please tell me anyone out there listening has serious ptsd from the foyer of high school like just the social anxiety of like passing through that i oh god this is not a trend and it's such so off topic but freshman (laughs) year someone out there will relate to this freshman year i peed the bed of my senior boyfriend's bed oh my god there was a girl in my grade who like pooped in the closet like really drunk one night at a party and like she was called hannah poopy pants for like the rest that was trending for like a long four years what was trending was diapers (laughs) they would yell diapers every time i'd walk through the foyer i'm having like hot flashes right now (laughs) in terrible memories let's get back on topic (laughs) okay back on topic the steve madden slip-ons with a black little thing yep Um, crocs bro effing Crocs. But by the way, what's Post Malone is trying to bring back Crocs. Like they are the most comfortable shoe. And like it happens to be a lot of kids with autism like love Crocs because they're so light. They don't have like I've noticed that. At least Gal, my brother, and a lot of kids I've worked with. But Crocs were hot. I used to wear Crocs. And I had like pink and red and then you get like little jewels to put in them. Shame. What about okay. jelly shoes? I Jelly's, loved yes. jelly. And I love the smell of them. And they make your foot so sweaty though. Yeah, I think they're coming back, though. I'm calling it now. They are. They already have. Slap bracelets, those chokers that look like tattoos on your neck, that look uh, like you have barbed wire tribal. around your neck. Yes. But they're in again, or they've been in. Like, get them forever 21. Mood rings. Um, uh, my name. Do you remember AIM? A-I-M. And the door, and the door shutting? Yeah. Like, What was your AIM name? Do you remember your AIM name? Yeah. Cute Lily, it? 18. And then I had Karate Chick, 723. Mine was MBP. There was a song by Jermaine Dupri out at the time called Most Ballerous Playa. On the MBP. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I was MVP. Fresh, most most shock caller. Yeah. Shot fresh Bala, 10. Because I was on the freshman basketball team and my number was 10. I was the worst basketball player in history. Okay, MySpace, so aim, and then you'd have, like, a, I had, like, a cow mooing when my crush would get on, and, like, you would talk about absolutely nothing, like, hey, hey, what's up, NMU, same, okay, BRB, and then, like, an away message, and, like, trending, like, Away messages, oh my gosh, this is, this episode is bringing back so many memories, I didn't think it was actually gonna Okay, those floating flip-flops that were basically made of, like, a foam. Yes, and they would, like, rip. Um, Sonic, however you say I'm flip-flops, look like there was grass on the bottom, crop tops. Um, Then we always have the food trends that we have now. Everyone goes gluten-free, everyone's keto, everyone's Whole30, F-factor. juicing, are you going CrossFit, yo? Are you HIIT training? Are you using Beachbody? Like Like flywheel, any of these things become trendy. Soul cycle. Um, Exactly. So how do these trends happen? That's what you want to get into. And how do these apply behaviorally? And this is the last time I'm going to mention peanut butter and jelly, but I'm sorry that intro was so long. But I know that our listeners are feeling connected right now when we spoke about those um, those trends because and they just bring like, back no, memories. And Tom, God, we, actually, we actually love you. We're not calling you out in a bad way. So, so Tom, peanut butter and jelly, we love you. We love the feedback. We just want you to know that we realize we took long right now. We're aware of part of the episode. This isn't even an intro. We're in it. We're like in the thick of it, this guys. Is, yeah, this is it. This is not the intro. This is all part of the trend. Okay. So trends, trends, trends. So let's think about, okay. So trends have been and always will be core to the way we interact with each other, right? 
if you follow the trend, it makes you feel part of a group. You are, you know, basically it's all these societal um, norms or forces that drive these mass movements of, are we going to follow the trend? So you have the innovators who are um, kind of, you know, they set the trend and then people follow the trend. How do they do this, Liat? Well, this is interesting because actually in Tipping Point, um, in Tipping Point, the book by Malcolm Gladwell, they talk about how there's a law of a few. And some of these things are going to seem, when I say them right now, I'm not going to get deep into them because it's not necessarily behavioral. It's more, but we can explain it in a behavioral way, but this is more like sociology, I'd say. But they talk about the need to have people who are mavens, connectors, and salesmen. Mavens are individuals who spread influence by sharing their knowledge with friends and family. Um, their adoption of ideas are products and respected by peers and make those decisions and they copy them, okay? Then we have, and mavens are not persuaders. Rather, their motivation is to educate and help others. So they manipulate the MO, AKA. Um, then we have connectors. Know a lot of you. I would say I'm a connector. Like I love connecting people. So they gain their influence, not through their expertise, but through their position as highly connected to various social networks. I love connecting people everywhere. Like I love it. That's your jam for like, sure. I love like, oh, you, you're doing this? Okay, talk to this person. Like I make probably at least three connections a day, whether it's people to date, jobs, whatever. Um, I just don't like people that much. <laughs> just kidding. You love people. I know. And the last one, are some people are just natural salesmen, right? And they use the power of persuasion. But with this, we're going to look at actually going all the way back to see what has, like, there has to be some reason this behavior has been formed or shaped as to why we follow each other in these different trends. Um, Absolutely. So let's talk about, today we're going to hit on a few behavioral principles, and I'm just going to say what they are, but then you'll hear them throughout the um, podcast. We talk about imitation training. We talk about motivation Establishing operation versus abolishing operation. We talk about behavior evoking and value altering effects. We talk about modeling. We talk about ontogeny. We talk about LERT, which is learned operant behavior. We talk about actual trends, ascending versus descending. We talk about data. Duh. Everything's data. Duh, 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 duh. Okay. Can't and know if it's a trend unless you look at the data. Ain't that the truth? Okay. So, Casey. Yes. Why? Let's go back in history. Not yeah. too far back in history, people get really bored. You know, I'm not like a big history fan, but I'm into looking at behavioral principles behind things. But why did we start following trends in the first place? Like, let's so, see what we could put it back to. Like, what about selectionism and Darwinism? So, isn't that kind of like the survival of the fittest? So, you're joining the group, you're um, following whatever trend at the time there was um, in order to survive. Yeah. Right? It's Totally. And so that would be, by the way, this is a good time to do a ABA lesson. There's phylogeny and ontogeny. And by the way, I always feel like I'm saying them wrong, but phylogeny- Those are good. They sounded real good. They sound sexy? Okay. So mm -hmm. phylogeny is from birth, you're born, this is your reflexes, this is respondent behavior. These are things that no one has to teach you over your lifespan. Okay. Then we have ontogeny, which is learned during your lifetime due to History of consequences. Exactly. You've had to come into contact with that um, stimuli or that experience before that has shaped your behavior to what it is. Exactly. Or it could also be rule governed. Like someone else has told you like, hey, if you go out drinking and driving, this is what happened to me. 
right? So, and I think with trends, like a lot of them are things that I have never, you know, so say right now, this friggin' thing on my Instagram that I, I'm about to purchase, okay? Glam Squad, they, I'm obsessed with lip gloss. If anyone knows me, I have probably a 15 in my purse at all times, different shades of pink. I think I follow after my Nana. But anyways, it is, I've never used this lip stuff, lip stuff. I don't know if it's good, but other people are saying that it is the best. It is, you know, just all these good things about it. So when other people say this, right, that creates a trend. That's all it is. People are who create the trend. And it's now for me, I'm like, oh, I've got to get this lip stuff because other people are saying it's so amazing. Right. So that's not so much. Don't do it. You're going to get colors that you don't like and stuff. And it's a waste of your money. And I'm actually just obsessed with the chapstick one you sent me. That's like $3 on Amazon. Did you get your color? The other one? I, yeah, I ordered the rose petal or rose. It's whatever. amazing. It really is. Um, but anyway, so these are, it, it takes people taking these actions and then we, we imitate, right? We do a lot of imitation training and yep. we imitate their behavior. Um, we also see the context. So sometimes we don't have, like due to ontogeny, we don't actually have to come into contact with a contingency ourselves. I could see Casey go in to um, work and I work at the same place as her and she's wearing um, the newest Gucci G belt, right? With the G in it that people put with a lot of outfits. I see Casey get a shit ton of compliments and I'm like, hmm, okay, I saw her contingency of reinforcement. Maybe I'm going to do that now, right? So like it actually happens to generalize, we talk about, to other subjects or participants around. So we talk about that also in the science in a classroom. So if we have one kid we're reinforcing for sitting nicely, it's oftentimes you'll see other kids starting to sit nicely because they want to come into contact with the same consequence. Um, Those praise, those saying, oh, I love your whatever you're wearing. And that's what you're you're trying to come in contact with. I want to wear that because but do you ever like, okay, see something and you're seeing people get compliments or, and you're like, ew, that's so weird. I would never wear that. And then the next day you see like 10 more people wearing it and then it's all over. Yes. You know, or same with a song. Initially, like, I'm like, I don't like the song. I don't know why everyone's obsessed with it. Right. Then after and then after a while. Start... And do you know what that is called? What? Adaptation. Yeah. Okay. And guess what? You adapt and then that, sh- that shitty trend is gone. All of a sudden you get it and it's like, oh, it's no longer trending. That's the story of my life. No, but you still get it at a certain time. So like adaptation, what is adaptation according to ABA? Adaptation occurs with operant behavior, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try say a basic definition of it, but basically it is, um, I mean, it goes a lot with this like survival of the fittest, like you're adapting through time. Right. And with operant behavior, it is the, we are pr- uh, exposed to some st- stimulus or stimuli um, over a period of time, usually over a, a period of time, time, a long period of time, exactly. And eventually we adapt. So that could happen with, if I, so with respondent behavior, which is behaviors that are unlearned, we could adapt with something called, um, habituation, which is um, presented in a short amount of time, a lot of times, and now you no longer have the same reflex. So think about like if popping you, a balloon, right, popping over a balloon. and over the party's over, you're popping the balloon at first, you're going to like, you know, have a little bit of a reaction, like jump a little bit when you pop the first few or the person next to you does it. But then after they're doing it over a short period of time, 
you're no longer going to have that same reaction. And that's for respondent behavior. And today we're not talking about respondent behavior, but just in case you wanted to know that, um, we're talking about adaptation. This is this occurs over an amount of time. So someone might get used to living in a colder city because they've been exposed to it for a longer time. You might move to New York City and the and initially you hear all the beeping of the cars, the loud noise, people screaming, but you get used to it. And this is what happens with trends also. Like, so initially I was like, ooh, I would never wear, I mean, I'm trying to think exactly on the spot right now, but there's things that I'm like, I effing hate it. And then eventually you're like- I was that way with Uggs. I'm like, ooh, they're so ugly. I'm not doing it. And then because of societal, you know, influences, I, and honestly, they are warm, but, or bean boots, you know, the LL bean boots that are. Oh yeah. Or like duck duck boots. boots. I was like, I'm never getting those. They're so ugly. What do I have? I have two pairs now. Like they're functional and they're trendy. And I, you know, for, you know, for someone who now finally has some money is like, I'm now want that feeling of like, oh yeah, I don't have the knockoff Walmart brand. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Cause I grew up my entire life, generic brands, never really on trend Casey over here. Um, but now I'm like, oh, I'm going to get a pair of bean boots. And also you can return them every year and get a new pair. I think they've changed that policy, but what, anyway, like Nordstrom, see, that's so. shape behavior. Also, you know, Nordstrom's, you could literally use an entire foundation and be like, actually, I didn't like the color. And they're like, okay, you could return it. That's Don't do that, guys. Let's talk about ethics, not ethical. But just so saying. another reason um, that others, so other people influence us, is that humans are innately social beings, right? We have survived this long because of our ability to band together, right? Like, think about all the movements of people banding together and, you know, whatever thing that they were doing or standing up for. Um, like early humans form groups, they're more likely to survive, right? So that is another thing that, you know, thinking about how these trends form goes back to the fact that we are social beings and we want to fit in and be part of the group. Also, like whether it's for the environment, people are all like, oh, I'm not gonna, I don't want to drive a car that uses gas anymore or Or the no plastic, which is like the no plastic. So now all the straws are paper, which I hate paper, but I understand. So I actually get the metal straws to not use plastic to save our earth. Like, so I'm convincing people, but convincing people to adapt to newer uncommon behaviors can be difficult. And one of the reasons is that societal norms powerly reinforce living the status quo. You know, like we want to fit in with the Jones, keep up and keeping up with the Joneses. Yep. Exactly. Um, Do you ever like think about um, feeling so trapped in trying to keep up with whatever the newest trend is, or, you know, I know that you, you know, with studying those ABA, it's all, you know, posting so much and being on trend, you know, the pens and the notes and, and the correct hashtags. I mean, it all goes into the marketing, like, right. Like I have to have yeah. pens, but also I have a little bit of an addiction, but, um, Dude, I just ordered my first pack of jelly rollers last night. Which, so you guys, no, which kind? Which kind though? Because uh, I have to show. I hope not the point six because you need to return them. They suck. See, I don't know any of the shit. So guys, I did not follow trend. I when I joined Study Notes ABA and they were taking all the. I no, took but notes. Study Notes ABA essentially has created a trend of getting all these pens. Like people are right. like buying into the idea. Which, by the way, I'm not profiting on people buying this stuff. But oh. like, I created White Lines notebooks as a trend. Like I'm like they're amazing. That's me being a connector. I love them. Get them for your notes. 
I started this movement. Like your notes are going to be so much more fun to take. Studying doesn't have to be painful. So a lot of people have went and bought this product. It essentially is a trend. And, and, some, I, and again, Casey, and no, I really believe in it. I really, I really do believe in it. Like I, I like in the principle behind it, by the way. Oh, absolutely. So I'm not, no, I but, took, I mean, when I was in the collective, I took, I didn't, you know, go out and buy any pens or any paper. I literally had just white piece of paper, like printer paper. And I had some Sharpies, but, um, that's just me again. Adaptation, baby. Not having been... money to buy pens. And I'm like, oh, I'm just going to use these markers that I have, you know, had for my whole life. Probably because uh, you spent money on every single test prep. Oh, yeah. Like over thousands of dollars. But I got the Moonlight Jelly Rolls that yes. are. Oh, they're one, one millimeter. Zero. Those Yay! are bomb-tastic. Oh, my and gosh. And they're the Moonlight colors. Yeah. And they write beautifully on rocks. The only thing you need to get is um, Mod Podge spray, spray to spray oh. over it. No, you don't even have to. Black spray paint them. I'll just always make one tonight. Anyways, okay, that's other time. Side note, off track. Note. That's the um, story of our lives. Yeah. So, but also things that have been trends and behavior shifts are so, like I always talk about, I know people are like, Ellie Ron must be the heaviest smoker ever. He's actually not. I just really hate smoking. But like in Europe and in Israel, it is normalized, it is societal norms, and it is almost trendy to smoke cigarettes. Whereas here, the trend has died. Obviously, it's been punished the behavior multiple times. People have seen the consequences of other people as a result of smoking. So the trend here, now it's actually like looked at as an anomaly. If you see, like if you see a doctor smoking or something, it look it's weird here to see, I think, personally. I think so too. I mean, smoking, But in Israel, like they would be yeah. like, hold on, ma'am, I'll be right back when I'm like in the in the ER. And they come back and I'm like, holy shit, they stink like cigarettes. Like they go outside to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> doctors um so it's but cultural all- norms and cultural trends like that's definitely things you need to think about too yeah so but it also goes to like political parties like you're gonna do like also you hang out with people who you like to model who have similar belief systems with you and have similar mo's and ethics and all these different things so you know you hang out with crunchy granola moms you're gonna be like i need to start using cloth diapers whereas to me i'm like balls no <laughs> like I'm ordering that shit on Amazon and not washing a diaper. Exactly. So, but if you think also other things, and I think about things that are trending or things that um, are trends is that in order to create a trend, right, you have to make sure that the motivation is there for the people you're trying to reach. They need to be in a state of deprivation for whatever it is that you're going to say is a trend and you know, or you create that state of deprivation to the point that they believe they need it. Yes, because it's just. Oh, I'm telling you, trends. What I've been reading about, like, are just like people I saying don't shit need is more good. Pens. Like, do I need them? No, but like, do they create some sense of like they set up the mo? Like, your handwriting is going to look like this, this, and this. They show all these pictures, and I'm like, done. One click purchase. Oops, I did it again. Throw back to that episode. <laughs> yeah, and that's like they. Um, I was just saying to Leah earlier, I have the hardest internal battle when I, I follow a lot of influencers on Instagram and they're always like, oh, swipe up, use my discount code for a hundred dollars off. Like the one I just listened to was hundred dollars off uh, your rent the runway order. Cause that's now trending. And the person even said it like, it's so hot right now. The rent the runway is a new way to get your clothes, um, which I am. You could be on a- trend all the time. Always, I'm always like, do I do it? Do I? Because that's what they're doing, and they're so cool, and I want to be just like them. And and then so those the other side, cases, those are plan models. 
right? So we talk about in ABA when we're like working with kids or something and trying to teach them something, we have plan models when we're literally like, watch me, right? Like or a like, video model. This. Yeah, exactly. Or like behavior skills training. Watch me do this. Um, do this, right? And like mm-hmm. touch your nose or whatever. That's plan modeling. Um, and, but that's essentially what these bloggers are doing, right? When they're like, use my code this. And they plan model like how easy it is for them to take their gummy hair vitamins. Like, oh my God, the gummy hair is another one I want. Guys, living in this world, this social media world is so hard because I want everything. But then I look, you know, I'm like, I'm very frugal. And I'm like, I do not need that. I I still wear clothes that I've had for 10 years. Um, my majority of shopping is going to be like Old Navy or TJ Maxx for like anything over okay, $9.99. By the way, TJ Maxx like adds up. I love that shit. And by the way, that could be a separate episode. Why people, if you actually look at trends of the stock market, all retail stores, like the actual storefronts have gone down. Talking about trends, there's been a descending trend. The only one that has stayed stable and ascending at to- a lot of, to- of time is TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and um, Home Goods, probably. Yes. And I believe there's behavioral principles behind that. We could do a separate show, but I believe there's something about the um, deprivation and lack of availability. Like you feel like you found this one single item they only have one of. Right. And um, you've like searched for hours through the racks to try to find the like. Exactly. So, so like, I have a $9.99 free people brand like sweatshirt. Me, like a I have a dress for people. It was $9.99. I'm like, oh my God, it's so cute. I have to get this $9.99. It must be a mistake. I've never worn it once. It's also like to the floor. Um, but <laughs> Well, I wear my free people sweater all the time. And I, I was love, like, free people's my favorite one, brand. But I would never, like my best friend. Oh, I always get it on friend. sale. Right. But I don't even afford that. I go to like TJ Maxx. But That's where I go. They have the, um, the sweatshirt has the thumb holes, which I don't like even Like Lululemon, another trend. I've never owned any Lululemon. I've always wanted to, but hashtag cheapo over here, not following trend, just going to Target. Target's also trendy too. You know, that red dot, whoo. Also think about the logos that go with trend. If you, you know, you look not, I'm not saying like that. Like Apple, like you, how much cooler do you look when you have an Apple computer, like sitting at a coffee shop than when you pull up with your big doubt? Oh, I feel so much cooler. And also, like, if you're carrying a Starbucks versus, like, Dunkin' Donuts, you know. Oh, I got my Or no, okay, Dunkin' Donuts is still kind of K, but, like, you're carrying a Starbucks versus, like, 7-Eleven coffee, which, like, actually, 7-Eleven coffee tastes better than Starbucks. Like, I urge you guys who are listening to think about what trending logos or what all day. Right right now, I'm sitting in my kitchen, and I'm looking around at the, the logo trends. So I have a Yeti cooler because those are cool, Right. Um, that's a total trend. I have a Yeti. Oh, a Yeti tumbler. Um, I have a diffuser because diffusers are so trendy right now. Um, and essential oils. Um, that's just what I see right now, but look around your environment. I'm looking around mine right now. Like I love anything that's like agate. Um, and it became, do you know what agate is? It's like a, a quartz, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, um, a quartz or I also have this cool cup that like Lauren bought me and like I will buy anything that's like agate like the gold and it's like it's been I've seen it around so much that I I love it you know so it's a trend it's definitely a trend and um so that goes with modeling and unplanned modeling that's cool Next and then thing think about, about yeah data right so 
I was watching this video on YouTube of how you determine if something's a trend, right? So you have to be taking data to these people who are ever marketing their stuff to see the highs, highs. And like my sister on the marketing episode said, they like heavily rely on data before they go. Right. It's not like just objective, like, oh, this is a great product. Like they need to see the objective data. Is it actually trending? Exactly. And is it trending? Is it showing an increase? And by the way, I would recommend reading Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point because he talks about that, like, for example, I, a big thing they talk about in the book was, first of all, they talk about like airwalk shoes. Do you remember those skateboarding oh shoes? God, yes. Well, what about Heelys? I, I never, never had, had a pair. Them. Me neither. I never had a pair. Um, but, but airwalks? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Um, okay. So in Tipping Point, they talk about the history of hush puppies, that like those classic American brush suede shoes. Oh, like yeah. The, yeah. the brand hit a tipping point somewhere between like 1994 and 95. Until this point, the brand had been dead. No one wanted it. It was just a small town family store. Yeah. Suddenly, a few hipsters from New York, I believe. That's all it like, takes is some hipsters. <laughs> exactly. We're like, I like this. This is cool. Um, they started wearing them and they triggered a chain reaction all throughout United States, resulting in huge sales. Soon every mall was selling them. Um, everywhere had these hush puppies. Um, and this is what happens. And we read articles and, you know, yeah. or we read Facebook posts or, and they all shape our behaviors. Like, you know, everything we do. So it's like, oh, hush puppies are hot. Okay, they're ugly for now. Um, so let's talk about how a trend, like we've been talking about how a trend becomes a trend and why, but... We really want to make sure that, not we, whoever it is, is that you're striking a deep emotional chord. What does that mean? Touching their MO gently. Touching. Stroking, <laughs> stroking the MO gently. That's, I like the way you put that. So, I'm really uncomfortable with what I said, but I, I like do it too. too. I like it. Keeping it. Absolutely. So um, making sure that you um, are hitting a crowd that, you're that pairing with them. You're figuring there. out you're you have to see what their reinforcers are first. You got to pair with the crowd. Like, well, what are they going to like, right? I mean, I do that all the time for the study notes ABA business, right? Like I'm like, oh, I mean, yeah. I love doing it, but I'm like, what do my people love? What do they want more of? Oh, okay, everyone's requested a mock exam. I need to get a mock exam out there and make it the best mock exam that trends throughout the field. And that's what everyone is striving to do in their different pursuits, I would say. So what is this uh, This crowd tap, right? So a recent crowd tap study, 92% of consumers trust and are influenced by their friends, family, and colleagues over any form of advertising or engagement when they're making purchasing decisions. So this, right, I'm saying. Your laptop. Your laptop is a perfect example. I'm I like, did, yeah. Go Casey, ahead. I don't think you had any interest in getting an Apple computer. The computer would freeze. And I, like, I talk this bitch into getting this Apple computer. I'm like, if you don't get this, like you're literally stupid. It makes, and by the way, am I right? Oh yeah, girl. So, I mean, I'm an iPod, an iPhone user. I just always, it's not like I'm an Android person. Ew, so off brand. No offense. <laughs> Hashtag droid. You know, their phone says <laughs> droid. Uh, so I always had a Dell. How trendy is it to have an iPhone? Like, Everyone. seriously. I know. Like, what about that app that just trended? The face app? Like making yourself look old, that just oh, like yeah. hit like hot 
fucking fire. That's my but I have not even seen that happening anymore. Now I feel like it's not trending. It's it was a fad. It was a short one. Short oh yeah, lived. what's the difference between a fad and a trend? So when things are trending, it's a lot longer. A fad is just a lot shorter period of time. There are a lot of things that are fads that come in and out really quickly. Things that are trending have to kind of prove over a period of time that they're a trend. And think about trends that come back. I remember my mom always saying when I was Every single up, thing, like costume jewelry. I mean, like, I can't believe you want to wear overalls. Like those were cool in the 70s. Like now like they're back. Oh, we didn't. Oh, I just want to like throw this in there. We don't have to talk about it, but I think it's important to Jinkos, okay? Jinkos. Jink- oh, that was my thing. The like, wider, the how, the how nasty are they? They just drag on the ground. And like, They're like filthy and you put a chain wallet as if like oh, yeah. you are like, like you didn't have to be like a hot topic shopper to get them. Like it was cool. It was cool for a while. Okay. Oh, and Pogs. Pogs. Yep. Did you ever play Pogs? Those were cool. Tamagotchis. Okay, anyways, let me, sorry, I'm off topic. Okay, so let's talk about a famous study that you guys all know Albert Bandura. He's famous. This is a hashtag psych 101. You guys learn about the dolls, him working with the children with the dolls, but so Albert Vendura and his colleagues work with a group of young children frightened of dogs. This is showing how people imitate behavior, okay? The children watched a four-year-old boy happily play with a dog for 20 minutes a day for four days. After the four-day period, 67% of the children who watched the boy play with a dog were willing to enter a playpen with a dog. When the researchers conducted a follow-up study one month later, they found the same children were willing to play with a dog. Watching a little boy have fun with a dog reduced fear in the children. They used the behavior of a boy playing with a dog as a model to change their own behavior. So we watch someone engaging in a certain trend for a certain amount of time. And then we follow suit. Absolutely. And, and I, I, I read something that said um, that people that are putting out products, they don't need to prove that it is good. All they need is someone else to say it is. And that's exactly what that crowd tap uh, stat reminded me of. If you have someone that you trust that says it's great, that's, that's where they'll way... be like number one recommended by dermatologist. Or right. you're like, now I trust that person. Now I believe that way more than just the advertisement. And it, and it actually evokes your behavior. Like you see a shit ton of reviews on Amazon. It evokes your behavior to order that specific dog leash as opposed to the other one. Right. More people that say that it's five stars and they like it. Oh my God. Same with our podcast. More people will listen if other people say five stars. So please <laughs> give us five stars. If you listen to us, give us five freaking stars. Okay. If you enjoy listening to us, it's low response effort. We have to throw that in there. Okay. So yeah. So we model behavior. That's a huge part of this. And what else do we have to say? Like if I see like, so say I see someone out maybe a friend of mine and I go over and I think I look really cute. And then I see that they have like a braid in their hair and I'm like, oh, I need a braid in my hair. Now. Have you ever noticed that girls that go out, you could see who went out with who because they're all wearing something. They're like, what are you going to wear? I'm going to wear ripped jeans. Okay. I'm going to wear ripped jeans and a black tank too. Like the whole team looks the same. Then you see a whole girl come in and like those like freaking like shrink rack dresses, like into the bar. Like they're all wearing the body con. Yeah. Like they're all wearing them. So it's like, our behavior is shaped through others. Like people dress like their friends. You could see who came in together, right? Essentially. Like you're not, it's rare that you see two friends coming in. One's wearing like a, like, or one's wearing a tight clubbing dress from Charlotte Russe. And the other one is wearing a, um, free people flowy sundress. Exactly. Or like romper or something. It just doesn't go. It's behavior matches. That's what it does. That's right, and that's girl. not matching law, by the way. That is not matching law. So don't get confused. 
So what else uh, do we have to say about trends? I mean, I feel like we have really we've hit, we've hit, we've hit the main part of it, Yeah. but um, a huge thing is remember you want to channel relevance to the individual. We kind of said this before. So pair with the individual, know what a certain group of people will like so that you figure out what the need is and then you find a trend. That is exactly how a trend is done. Um, and don't overpluck your eyebrows. Don't wear gaucho pants. Leave the hairspray at home and don't pull your hair back so your eyes are like, you know, tied to the head, tied to the back of your head. Those are some trends that you should leave at home. Totally. I mean, everything trends. So if you haven't picked up from this episode, there's a lot of behavior that goes into trends. We talked about modeling. We talked about um, manipulating the MO. We talked about um, adaptation. Imitation. Yeah. We talked about ontogenous um, or we could say ontogeny, I'm sorry. Ontogenic. <laughs> ontogenic. Actually, before the show, well, I had a weird way of remembering it for my test. I always said ontogeny because I remembered, I, I thought of my friend Jenny, and I was like, this is something that's learned in someone's life. So like this came on to Jenny over her life. So I like said it wrong forever because that's how I remembered it for the test. But ontogenic is something that's learned throughout a lifetime. So hopefully you took something from this episode today. It had um, some fun and some laughs and you really thought back on some of your trends and maybe we struck a few that you had too. Post um, some pictures of yours. Tag us in it. We like to be engaged with you guys. Yes, we love it. And um, I know I'll definitely I had fun. post some trends. I'll definitely post some trends um, on our Instagram. I had well, lots thanks of Thanks for tuning too. in, guys, to episode 12. Next week, we're going to bring you something great again because that's our mission is once a week. Every Monday morning, we hope to drop an episode. Um, so again, subscribe to our shit. It's Behavior Bitches on across all platforms. Just search us. And if you want and you love us, sign up for Patreon. And even bigger, think of the ad in the beginning, sign up for the collective at Study Notes ABA if you want to pass one and done or once and for all. That shit will help. As always, love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat here. And I just wanted to take the time for just a single second of your time and tell you about something awesome. As you know, Casey and I are super into this podcast thing going on here and getting it started. And I just wanted to let you know that there's an easy way to get it done. And that is what I'm going to tell you right now about Pretty Easy Podcasts. Thank God we got in touch with the team at Pretty Easy Podcasts. They help you do everything from start to finish. They will get your show up there. They will record the episode for you. They will produce it. They will add bleeps in if you're full of F-bombs like myself. Whatever it is that you need, they will do it. When you first said you wanted to start a podcast, I was like, okay, we can do that. We have no idea what we're doing. I never really thought it would get off ground until we met Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast. And he put all my fears to rest. He helped us get everything going from all of our audio editing and production and our song that we have, which is amazing, by the way. We're allowed to record from our own homes. He helps us with our guests. Um, he caters to our schedule. Come on, Leah. We are the worst with scheduling. I mean, he I know. We said we're going to have a podcast a week. So far, we're out a few days. But hey, he works with us. That's what we need. But the point is, 
we were looking at how we could download all these different programs to try and learn how to do all this podcasting stuff. But truth is, it's affordable. It's much easier to have someone do it for you. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you could get started today. I say go. I say if you want to be heard, if you have something to say, like we do, we love the sound of our own voices. And we found Alan who lets our voices shine. So thank you, Alan, at prettyeasypodcast.com. Thank you.